Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where the next time you hear from me, I say this with a deep breath, I will be Ezra Hashem have turned 40, and season four here at NSN will be underway. I am not sure which of those two things is crazier. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. I'd like to thank everyone who commented, by the way, and gave us feedback on last week's little fun live lunch segment that we dubbed as Busgate around here. Yeah, we got a lot of great feedback, and I truly appreciated it. And, uh, yeah, it was good times. It was good times. I had a lot of fun doing it, actually. Uh, coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the absolutely beautiful Lower East Side on the heels of Labor Day weekend. Uh, Boker Tove to Jamie, who is here. Boker Tove to Avrami, who is actually engineering from Baltimore. Let me tell you something. There... <laughs> There is really nothing this man can't do or wouldn't do for this network, and I truly appreciate the efforts that he goes through, goes to, goes through in order to be the consummate professional that he is. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Please also follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word, Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. By the way, a special shout out to the listener who emailed Nahum last week, Jamie, get a load of this, who emailed Nahum last week asking us to re-extend That's Life into a one-hour format like we used to have before season three. I really appreciated that feedback. It meant a lot. It also meant a lot that you actually sent it to my boss. That was really, really nice. And in honor of that listener who actually semi-put in, uh, I don't want to say a complaint in the complaint department, that would be overstating it, but let me know that she, mis- she misses the fortune cookie segment. So that's the wrapper, folks. We're going to get to Esty Ackerman, because I know that's all you guys want to hear about, and I don't blame you. Esty's a hoot um, in a second, but let's just do the fortune cookie. And don't worry, the, for- the cookie was intact. That is the rule. If it's a broken cookie, the fortune is null and void. Here we go. Oh, Jamie! Okay, this is a good one. People always know what they are saying. They just never listen. Mm, that's something good as a person who is in radio. National holidays, folks. As we mentioned, it is Labor Day weekend, so everybody enjoy their Monday off. I certainly will. Uh, today is Penny Press Day. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but maybe I can turn the tables on Nahum during this week's live lunch and see how that goes. Tomorrow is Bring Your Manners to Work Day. It is also Hug Your Boss Day. And get a load of this. It is National Lazy Moms Day. I'm not sure who would make that on a Friday. That is some kind of like sick joke that would never happen. Never happen. Happy birthday tomorrow to Jared Teichman. Happy anniversary to Devorah and Jared Teichman. You know, a big rule of thumb, big rule of thumb is not to get married on your birthday because you know you're only getting one gift. Now, I sort of get away with it because my birthday anniversary are a couple of days apart. So... You know, there's that. But Jared, still, I can't figure out what you were thinking. On the same day, you gave Devorah a get-out-of-jail-free card. You're listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Esty Ackerman joins us this morning. Esty, as you know, is the tennis, the ping-pong, the table tennis phenom. She is currently 14 years old. Her birthday was on Monday, so let's start with a happy birthday, Esty. Thank you, Miriam. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. If you um, if you happen to be on speaker, if you wouldn't mind just picking up the phone, I'm sorry about that. That's my sure. fault. Uh, there you are. How are you? I'm good, Baruch Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And um, you know, from one birthday person to the next, um, <laughs> there, I, I, and you are 
You're only 14. That's great. And I am not 14, though my birthday does have a four in it. But I wish you, I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful happy birthday. And I wish you, Admeva Esrim, um, continued Hatzlacha, absolutely, in everything you do. Esti is ranked number six in the USA for cadet girls under the age of 15. She is also ranked number 68 for all women in America in table tennis. She is starting Yeshiva University High School for Girls, my alma mater. She is starting that, I think, next week, correct? Yes. And the Olympic trials, which she has her eye on the prize, we should say. The trials are sometime in February next year. So we have so many things to talk about. Esti, welcome to That's Life. Thank you. So the last time we spoke, you were beating Ellie Hagler. And I am sure that for those people who remember that tournament, which was an absolute, absolute wipeout, um, they wonder in their minds, which was a better, a better win for you, against Nadal or against Hagler? Um, I guess I would say against Nadal because I go to the U.S. Open a bunch of times, you know, in the years with my family, and to see him play tennis, and when I, you know, played him ping pong, I felt so honored, and I really had a blast. I imagine. Oh, so you are a big, are you a big tennis fan? Um, yeah, because we like to go to the U.S. Open a lot and um, see all the players, but don't worry, I love playing Hagler, too. Yeah, well, you know, because Hagler, for those of us who watch Hagler, get you know rocked um that was a personal uh win for the rest of us because you know on a personal level we just enjoyed that tremendously but obviously playing rafael nadal under any circumstance i mean you could play in monopoly and it wouldn't really matter just to be able to be in his space right and enjoy his company and 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 that kind of competition with such an unbelievable athlete must have been incredibly incredibly rewarding yeah because people think you know he's so good in tennis so he would probably have a pretty good game in ping pong, but I felt pretty confident because I was playing, you know, day and night for tournaments, training, and so I think he was pretty impressed, you know, from a little girl in ping pong. Right. That, so that was three years ago. That was when you were 11. Correct, yeah. So why is that clip surfacing now, do you think? I mean, it's make a, it's, it made a resurgence, so to speak, and you were on Fox, and you've been featured in the New York Times recently. Why do you think that that clip has come back? Um, because, well... Two years ago, um, well, three years ago, right when I played him, um, it was really like a big deal because people saw how um, he was going for the U.S. Open. And after we played, I told him, you know, good luck in the U.S. Open. You know, (laughs) I hope you win. And then that year he did win the U.S. Open. And last year he was hurt. So he didn't play in the U.S. Open. So I guess, you know, people were calling me, I guess, his good luck charm when I was Mm. there to wish him good luck. And then he won that year. So this year he's back. And uh, now everyone, I guess, you know, wants to come up with a story, you know, besides, I guess, (laughs) Serena Williams and like other things. So when people heard that a little girl beats him in ping pong, you know, I was the only one that really could beat him in New York. Wow. Well, I, I, I think we got to stop calling you a little girl, right? <laughs> I mean, you're starting high school, and that in itself, I mean, the last time we spoke, you were getting ready for your bat mitzvah. And now you're starting high school with its rigorous expectations and workload and commute. So let's talk for a second about how you plan to manage the responsibilities of being a high school freshman. And by the way, you know, th- there is a big difference between being in eighth grade and going into ninth. Yeah, yeah. So, um... I think when I start high school, 
I think the whole, you know, why you central family is um, happy what I'm doing. You know, they take a lot of pride in it. But I hope to balance both because, for example, you know, when I get picked up, you know, the long car rides to the clubs, I could do, you know, the reading in the car. And then when I get to the clubs, when you're playing matches and practicing with the coach, you could take a little break. And then I could uh, do the writing in the club there. And then I hope to just continue with that, you know, doing the reading in the car rides and just doing the writing in the clubs and to just study. And uh, I think I could balance both and hopefully do good. Esty, do you, do, you, do you hope that your teachers have a little bit of sympathy on you? I mean, I, as a freshman in high school, would look for any opportunity to get, you know, like a pass and say and have somebody say to me, "Oh, you know what? Don't worry about that homework or or don't worry about this or don't worry about that." Are you are you hoping that somebody, you know, looks at you and say, "Esty, we understand that it's it's what you're doing is so beyond ping pong. It's really about you representing the Jewish people and Jewish kids and making a kid a Hashem. So don't worry about that reporter, don't worry about that test." Or on the other hand, are you looking to your teachers to say and the administration to say, um, no, hold me to the same level of responsibility. I can take it, and I shouldn't get any free passes. Right. Well, I do hope to get a great education in Central. So, you know, true, I'm, like, training day and night for the ping pong, but I also, you know, want to be in the school with the friends, just right. how, you know, they're doing the regular book reports, taking the test. So I don't think the teacher should be giving me a free pass. I mean, it depends how I'm doing. But I do want to get a good education there, and um, I think I uh, could, you know, do the homework, you know, just as them and all the tests. So you're not really, you're, you're looking for everyone to treat you just the same? Yeah. That's, that's great. And by the way, that speaks to your humility. It really does, which is obviously a credit to both the way you were brought up at home and the school you, yeah. and the schooling that you've had until now. I mean, you were at Hank. Did they did anybody treat you differently or you just strove to be treated all the same? Um, well Hank, I was really fortunate, you know, like in December, like I took off a week from school, you know, you know, my principals were okay with it. My teachers were really um you know, they showed support, you know, they gave me some work to do on the plane ride or, you know, when I came back I could make it up. You know, I missed, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, to fly to Canada, Las Vegas, you know, for all these tournaments. And um, I was really lucky to have such great teachers and principals that they, you know, supported me throughout the way. And, um, you know, when, when I came back, you know, they all asked me how I did. They missed me, mm-hmm. you know. So I was really happy that's how they, you know, felt about all this ping pong stuff. That's great, and I imagine that you're you're hoping for the same camaraderie and support come February when we're looking at those Olympic trials. Yep. Where do they Where do they take place? Um, well, we are not a hundred percent sure yet, but either maybe North Carolina or Texas or somewhere, definitely out of the state, though. Out of state, out of New, out of the New York area. So that's probably going to be after Yeshiva. Uh, break in January, and then you're going to have to take additional time off. So there's... Well, I mean, there's actually really no break for me. I mean, how does be training? <laughs> That's true. Let's talk about your training schedule for a second. What does it look like on a day-to-day basis? Um, for me, I like to train it out four to five times a week for about three to four hours. 
three to four hours at a clip. And your brother is your is still your partner, your training partner? Yes, my brother spends countless hours with me in my basement training me. And um, I do have coaches, you know. And so we go to clubs sometimes, Brooklyn, Queens, to play in leagues, tournaments. So you, that's how all my training comes around. Do you think it bothers him that it's his little sister that he's being beat by and getting and, and you know who's ranking and uh, looking at the Olympics, or you think he's he's taking an older brother pride in everything that you do? Um, well, you know he was very good and he still is, but just when it came around for him for high school, it it was very tough for him to balance everything with the learning, and so. He uh, didn't really play in so many tournaments, but I would say he wins some matches sometimes, and, and I guess I win some matches sometimes. But I think he is happy for me when I get all this pride and all my rankings. Who else have you? Who else exciting? I know that you've been on TV a number of times playing different exciting or, or, or nationally known celebrities. Who else have you played? Um, well, I played Bobby Flay on the Rachel Ray Show. Right, that was and, fun to um, watch. <laughs> that was a lot of fun because when I heard I was going to be on that show, I really was super excited because they were coming out with like a show. I beat Bobby Flay, and I guess no one could beat him in cooking. Right. So I guess they just brought me on, you know, for uh, to beat him in ping pong. So that was really a blast. Um, and also, I played with the soccer team, the New York Cosmos. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but sure. they... Sure. But they did, um, in April, they did a April Fool's prank. If you could see this on YouTube also, they, like, invited me to be Francine. They, like, undercovered me as, like, a public school kid oh, to, like, blend in with these other kids that were coming in. And um, we played with the team. So I first was playing left-handed, you know, so I was, like, regular. So really no one knew how good I was. And then... <laughs> And then really at the end, um, like the MC said, like Francine, I was going to play one of the near Cosmos team um, players on the team. And that guy really, you know, was kind of like a big shot. I guess he think he was the best. So I guess he was just hoping, you know, all right, I'll just play this public school kid nice, you know, let her have some fun. And so then as I was playing left-handed, really, I just then switched to right-handed and then when I just, you know, I guess brought out like a really good third, he just went crazy. And <laughs> it really was hilarious. That's, that fun. that's awesome. SD Ackerman, tennis table, or I, I guess I can keep, yeah, I keep saying tennis table, but uh, table tennis, sorry, but I should just call it ping pong. Ping pong phenom, SD Ackerman joins us. She's a returning guest here at That's Life and a notable uh, member of our extended Nahum Siegel Network family. We love having her around. And, Thank uh, you. I as, love being on. Yeah, and SD, I have to tell you, you know, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but everyone takes pride in your success, not only because of the way you handle yourself, but because you just want to make sure that you are doing right by the people. And, and I, I don't want you to think that that goes unnoticed. And please, I hope you've heard that before. I know I've said it to you before, but it, but even as you get older, it bears repeating that you really represent us very well. Yes, you know, people do say to me, you know, how um, besides your great ping pong skills, you know, how great your, um, you know, like how great like, you've turned into like a boss as well, like how like I was, tur- like how I was brought up from my 
parents, from the community, from the school, and, you know, they, uh, they uh, do say to me, you know, how uh, great you are and how, um, you know, you inspire us, how you always make these conditions. Hashem, and to just hear this really shows, you know, that um, that uh, my ping pong, you know, really could just inspire people, and um, it really means the world to me. It's really not just a basement Shabbos afternoon game, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you have who are your um, who are your heroes, your your athletic heroes out there that you look to them the way the same way I imagine kids are looking at you now or will look at you in the future as someone who embodies. Uh, similar values. Who do you look up to? Well, I would look up to, uh, I would say first, my coach, Cal. You know, he's a para-Olympic gold medalist, and he hopes to go to Rio, Brazil, for the 2016 para-Olympics. You know, because for him, from his story, like his story was he was really just, you know, homeless, and now he, 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 uh, he won the Paralympic gold medalist a bunch of times. Wow. He is Jewish, by the way. He was born in Israel, and uh, he trains with me really like countless hours, so much. He gives up time, and he really, you know, pushes me, tells me how much talent you have. So he is really a good role model to, to uh, look up to first. And also, I would say to my grandfather, um, Zatal, that um, he, uh, when he was around, you know, he always loved what I was doing when I always saw him. You know, I tried to see him on a daily basis, and uh, he always told me to do the right thing in life, you know, to um, be kind to others, help others. He was really good to all um, in my family, even if they weren't Jewish. You know, mm-hmm. he was really kind throughout, and um, I think he's really, you know, the role model in all the life, but... um. I think everyone with the inspiring information to me really helps me, you know, keep going. Wow, that's such a good message going into the Yamim Nora Im as we look towards Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is just really appreciating the people around you and the support that you're getting. It's And um, that's really, and realizing that so much of what we have in life is directly from God. It's really... Um, it's beautiful to hear out of a 14-year-old. And Esty, before we before we run out of time, which is unfortunately something I have at the habit of doing with you, just because I love schmoozing with you, let's t- <laughs> let's talk for a second about kids and sports. I mean, you started officially being ranked when you were what age? I would say I was ranked when I was first about maybe eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my nine-year-olds are, are a little bit behind the eight ball. Okay, that's fine. Um, so by eight years old, you were good enough to be ranked, which means that you were had started training and playing much younger, and you're a 14-year-old who's starting high school and balancing, looking forward to balancing the, the rigors of high school, especially with a dual curriculum, and that of somebody who's an Olympic, Olympic hopeful. So, so let's talk for a second. I, I mean... Have you ever thought of giving it up and saying this is just too much? Or do you appreciate the skill and the goodness that comes with being an athlete and saying, no, the struggle is worth it? You know, I really see um, today, I guess, it's really big with the uh, electronic gadgets. I guess everyone's looking down these days, you know. So when my dad brought the sport into really my brother and I, um, you know, I guess we could spend some family time. Then we got better. But, 
even though it's hard work, I see um, that when I inspire people, you know, I guess that gives me, you know, the push to keep going and to get better. And I really hope, you know, these other kids, you know, should uh, take on a sport or, or uh, I mean, not only ping pong, but, um, you know, to just do something in the day, you know, in the Yeshiva Day schools, it's all the basketball with the hockey. So not everyone, I guess, is so tall, big, if you have an advantage in those sports. But ping pong, you know, the little kids are beating the adults. So I do hope to keep going, you know, um, all the strength that I have to just give it. And um, really the Olympics could be a really good run for me if I make it. But I think that um, if you keep trying and you have a passion, you have a dream Mm. to do for the love of the sport, you should uh, try your best. And especially that I I have such great support from everyone I do love to play and I keep and I hope to keep going. Wow, that's incredible. Esty, just one last question. Do you see similar values in your in your everyday life between those of an athlete and those of a Torah Orthodox Jew? It's a little bit of well, a big question. <laughs> I would say yes, because, well, as much as I love the sport, you know, we saw... Um, you know, about um, uh, three years ago when I was in Vegas, right. I did default, you know, for uh, Shabbos. Right. When the match fell out on Friday night. So, again, I mean, I guess I do wonder how much better I would be if I would, you know, practice on Shabbos like all the other kids, but I do not. So, uh, I mean, Judaism is number one for me by mm. far, and I guess ping pong is number two. I mean, I get schools number three, but maybe, um, <laughs> well, no, but I do try to balance it, you know, with, um, I see all the kids, um, I mean, besides really being the only Orthodox one in these tournaments, I guess I could say I'm really the only American one, oh. you know, um, but, um, no, but I do bring, you know, let's say like the kosher food to all these tournaments, you know, when we fly, Chabad is really tremendous you know we stay by them friday night you know they have people we go to shabbos lunch um but i guess it is a challenge but i will always you know i know my number one priority will always be you know judaism well call a kavod to you and esti as i predicted i was going to run out of time with ten thousand other questions (laughs) to be able to ask you but we will just keep it for another time. And by the way, don't don't be afraid to ask me to come with you to the Olympics. It's okay. I can make time. It's, <laughs> it, it's fine. If you need me there, you know, hold a towel or, uh, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm here for you. Whatever I'm you need. I'm being honest to you, Miriam. I first have to make it. I mean, it's not going to be easy. I know. I know. But we listen, everyone who's listening right now, we have your back. Thank you. You got it. Anyway, a, a uh, good gebench dior to you and to your family a Shana Tova. Happy, healthy new year with you and your family. Thank and you very everyone much. That else is listening. Thanks so much, Esty. Take care. Good to speak to you. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Esty Ackerman, everyone. I mean, do you not just love that kid? She's outrageous. She certainly is. You've been listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Mary Elwal. Thank you for making us part of your day. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect. 
what to look forward to, and certainly what not to miss. The live lunch will start at 11 a.m. or a couple minutes over if I go overboard, but I hope not. Hosted by Nahum Siegel. And from 1 to 2, the stunt show with Mayor Ferdi. Get, he Mayor gets ready for Slichus as uh, the Yamim Noraim approach with music by Lipa, Yisrael Williger, Shlemy Dax, Kol Achai, Dudu Fisher, Diaspora, and much more. 2 o'clock throwback Thursday. It is from September 3rd, 2003, featuring Rabbi Hanoch Teller. And, of course, at 7 o'clock, an hour of Jewish soul with Charlie Bernhout. Join Nachum tomorrow morning as he hosts JM and the AM live here on the stream. NachumSiegel.com, JM and AM.org, 91.1, 90.1, and 91.9 FM. Weekly update tomorrow is iffy. Malcolm Honline is traveling. We will let you know one way or the other as soon as we hear whether or not the weekly update is on. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Siegel this Saturday night. And starting at, I think, still 9 p.m., 10 p.m., Renowned Speaker by Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame. 11 p.m., David Lichtenstein hosts Headline Sunday Morning, J.M. Sunday from 7 to 9. Oh, I apologize. I didn't remind everybody that tomorrow morning, Table for Two is brand new at 9 a.m. with Naomi Nachman. Sorry about that. Uh, my apologies. I leave you today with my tribute to my husband of Amir Shem 20 years tomorrow. Yes, it is our anniversary. I must publicly give thanks. My sincerest hakaras hatov, and I mean that, Lord knows, I mean that wholeheartedly, to my better half, to Stephen. Folks, you have to imagine that living with me is not a walk in the park. Um, besides my uh, personality and my whatever else, there's also my work schedule. But Stephen is a gem, and here I am, and I thank Hashem for our 20 years, for our life together and please God for many years to come. Stephen, I love you very much. I hope you did not shut off the radio when I started this tribute. If you did, don't worry, we have the archive. Um, thank you for the life you provide for me and for the kids. And uh, yeah, before I completely go overboard, I will leave you with Toda, because that certainly is appropriate on a day like today by Benny Friedman. That's life, everybody. I wish everyone a good Shabbos and a wonderful, wonderful um Labor Day weekend. Bye, guys.
Friends I made along the way, let me hear you sing it out. 